0: Welcome everyone to Game Over Calgary, following a 3-1 win for the Calgary Flames tonight over the Florida Panthers. My name is Peter Klein, thank you all very much for uh, tuning in today. Remember, while you're here, you may as well just slide the mouse over, just to, just, I'm going the wrong way. Just a little bit, just a little bit, and uh, give us a like, and, and a subscription, a subscribe, whatever. Um, We are very close to 100,000 subscribers and that would be super awesome. So uh, please do those things. Uh, So the Flames pick up a win tonight over the Florida Panthers. We will get into um, what went well, what didn't and isn't. And then we will get to your questions in the presser at the end of the show. My name is Peter Klein, um, as uh, Conrad pointed out in the chat, just me tonight. Um, But uh, hopefully you guys are as hype as Conrad is. For this one today. Um, so let's get into it. And I, for, for those of you who, who may not know, I, I've been doing the, this uh, sports talk thing for a minute now. And I was taught early on, um, there's three words you should never say in a row. Uh, because we we are the experts, we are we are supposed to be here because we we have a uh, a, a knowledge base that that that, that is, is superior to those. Which the more you listen to people who are in radio, the more it's like, well, that's not true. But that that was something we were told is ne- never say I don't know, but I watched this game. I don't know how Calgary won this hockey game. Like, I literally know how. They put the puck into the net more than uh, Florida put the puck into into theirs. So that's um, how, how you win a hockey game. But, like, watching this game on the ice, it didn't strike me until there was about three minutes left, and Florida's moving up ice, and uh, Rick Ball, who's phenomenal, by the way, is building up the drama with a, um, three minutes to go, Panthers moving in. It was like, Oh holy shit! They're gonna win this hockey game, aren't they? Like I, I, I did not think Calgary was the better team tonight. I I don't even think they were a close second, to be perfectly honest with you. But here we are talking about a the, talking about a Flames win. Like it, it is, it's wild to me where that Calgary won this game. And look, I I have talked about um, celebrating wins and all of that because the the losses will come, I would imagine. But um, I just. I'm, I'm a little, uh, almost speechless as you can tell um, at the, the Flames picking up this win tonight because I just, I did not think that this was uh, a game that was going to, to go their way. So, huh? But anyway, let's get into the actual nuts and bolts of this hockey game as, as I try to wrap my head around this team actually winning this hockey game this evening. Um, and the big players that step up, obviously a couple of shorthanded goals. One, they were rather shorthanded um, as they were down 6-on-4. Coleman gets the empty net uh, goal. It's going to count as a goal, um, and at least it bettered because I picked him up in fantasy today. But he he, he gets the, uh, the, the shorthanded goal. The puck doesn't go into the net, but he gets slashed while he's on a breakaway on an empty net, which... I think it'd be funny if they just made him shoot it anyway, but, um, that, I, you know, just skate down on penalty shot on an empty net, I think that'd be hilarious, but uh, that's certainly not the case, because this is an actual serious league sometimes, but uh, that that was great by him, and back on the shorthanded goal, and so special teams, positively and negatively, the story of this game, we'll get to the negative in a little bit, but from a, a positive standpoint... Dropping mics all over the place. Apologies. Um, from a, a positive standpoint, this was um, like the the Flames penalty kill came up with a couple of big plays, and it's it's Backlund and Coleman who, for so much this season, have been uh, a couple of the the strongest players that the the Flames have had, and you, we have said for a while that you can put whoever with Backlund and Coleman and it's going to, they're going to thrive in that situation. Um, We'll get to their current line mate in a little bit and, and discuss that particular theory. But overall, those guys have been great. And so they come up with the big plays in this one, I guess specifically Backlund, although Coleman's does ice this game away, but Backlund, that is what you want from a captain, right? Like the I mean that there are other things um off of the ice, but in terms of what we as as fans and spectators can see, that's what you want from your captain. Game is tied, game's on the line. It feels like all the momentum is on that uh, on the other team's side because they have been respectfully kicking the shit out of you for about 45 minutes in this hockey game and Backlund comes up with the play, breaks in and scores. Like that is Leading by example 101. And I'm not saying he, he did this the whole game, but it's something I have been um, begging for from a, a Flames player basically since the inception of Game Over Calgary um, a, a couple of seasons ago, late before the, the Flames went to, to the playoffs, uh, which tells you how long we've been doing it. Um, but it's waiting for someone to step up and be like, hey guys, let's not lose tonight, huh? Let's just, we're here, may as well win. And that, that felt like what Backlund and Coleman did in the third period, um, where they were just like, you know what, we got this, let's roll. Now it'd be nice if they did that on the fucking power play, but on the the penalty kill, they came up with the big plays that make it happen. And it's just, it is, I think there are bigger picture questions to be had, especially with Coleman. Um, and maybe we'll have them here in a little bit, but with Backlund and Coleman, like those have just been two steadying forces. And um, Backlund especially, he's the captain. KQ in the the chat, Captain Backs. Um, like that was that was huge. And then just the outlet of emotion after. Like I, I think this game meant something to these guys. You know, like I, I don't think games against the Panthers from here on in, here on in are just going to be one or two of eighty two um given the the intensity around things with Matthew Kachuk how he left Backlund played with Kachuk a lot when, when those guys were on the flames um and so i i, I... I'm not going to infer anything about how Backlund feels about that, but I do think in, in getting ready for this game, this didn't feel like just a regular game against an Eastern Conference opponent on a Monday night in December. This one felt a little bit more. And you can see that when Backlund lets out that roar after he he scores the goal that gives this team the win. Um, that was that, that was really, really great to see. And the thing that I like right now for the Flames is it's different guys, it feels like, every night. You know, like Backlund and Coleman are kind of steady, but I, I feel like they elevated tonight. Last game, uh, it's Sharon Govich getting a goal, it's Zari coming up with a big moment late. Um, it, it's Kadri coming up with, with big plays. It's Weger. it's Hannafin. You, you have a number of players, uh, even Lindholm will mix in a good play every now and then. Um, you, you'll have guys step up in big time roles, to carry this team to, to somewhat of a, uh, whether it's a victory or it's um, a, a comeback or an overtime loss or whatever it is, um, that this team now has points in four straight games and it feels like it's, it's a different player stepping up each night. So that's, it's really great to see. I think from a, a flame standpoint, and and again, it's something we talked about in the last one. It's it's again these learning how to win when you're going to be doing a, a rebuild or a retool or whatever. Having the, the the kids around games like this, I think, is going to be really really important, and it, it, you just. You just love to see it. So, good on the Flames for this one. But it's not possible without the play of their goalie, uh, Jacob Markstrom, who was spectacular again tonight. And they they were mentioning it on the broadcast, and you knew as soon as Kelly said, oh, well, he hasn't had to make a whole lot of 10-bell saves tonight. Well, he's now going to have to do a backflip to stop one of these. And he basically did on that scramble in front. It um, It was a real scramble, and it felt like once that puck bounced free, Um, out in front where there's like 18 guys in the crease and then you just see the puck slowly slide out. It's like, well, this is going in and it doesn't. Um, And it's Markstrom and it's the defense, but Markstrom was, once again, just steady. That's all the flames needed from him tonight. And that's that's what he gave them. He was exactly what Calgary needed in this spot where there were stretches that, that second period. I don't know if they touched the puck for a lot of that second period. And Markstrom was great and exactly what Calgary needed. Also, KQ in the chat saying anything is Pospisil. Love that from Pospisil. And I, I just love, I love the simplicity that some of these kids are playing with. Like, Zari the other night, he's got Hagel all over him. I'll just put it on net. Oh, shit, it went in the net. Vasilevsky missed it. Um, and Pospisil here, like, how many times on the back end, dude on you, is a guy going to try to center that in front and hope it either banks in off of a skate that's not using a distinct kicking motion, or get one of his guys to put it in? Instead, just throws it on net, sees what happens. Still, Lars is not expecting it at all, and uh, looked as such on that save attempt, and the puck goes in. Those are the types of plays that you love to see the kids make, and it's it's the types of plays he, he was in this game, so that's why I'm, um, that that's why I'm kind of focusing on it. It's the types of plays you wish Sam Bennett would have made, right? It, it was like Sam Bennett. I, I had always made the joke, you wanted him to be the tabletop hockey guy, right? Like you wanted him to be, hey, here is your path, it is a straight line up and down the fucking thing. Don't go this way, don't go that way, just go this way the whole time. And he would always try to dipsy doodle around 18 different guys and then it, it, oh, look at that, one of them is an NHL player and stole the puck away from me and now it's back the other way and I have to take a penalty. Um now you're just seeing the kids just, all right, it is a straight line. We're going to come in and put pucks on goal. And that is going to be that. So I, I just, I love the simplicity that these kids are playing and playing with. And it's just, it's a blast to watch this right now. Again, don't know how much the the, the winning is going to, to matter or going to continue or any of that, but let's, let's enjoy it while we can, shall we? Let's, let's enjoy the, these victories while they happen. Cause this, uh, Like, again, I didn't think the Flames played particularly well tonight, but I thought it was a a pretty good hockey game uh, tonight down at the saddle dome uh once again thank you all for tuning in on this one on your monday night remember to like this video subscribe to the channel and share it with your friends we got a good crew going in the other uh, the chat tonight so let's keep that rolling and invite some more people in here so we can have more good times talking about this calgary flames hockey team um one more time like the video and subscribe to the channel now was not all possible or positive, sorry, in uh in Calgary this evening as there were some frustrations on this night. And the first is now the biggest, er, continues to be the biggest issue, and that is Jonathan Huberto. Um, it's now no goals in his last, I believe, 14 games. I think they threw up the stat that he has 18 shots in that time. It was the most predictable thing on this planet. That that odd man rush, Huberto was going to pass it. The entire hockey-knowing world knew in that instance that that puck wasn't going to go in on net. Stolarz may as well have gone and taken a coffee break because that puck was not going... Like, we sometimes say, oh yeah, cheat over to the shooter. Just go to the far post. Like, don't even bother. Because he's just, he's not shooting the puck right now. And I don't know... I don't know how you change that because the instructions seem so simple. Hey, shoot. That's all you need. All you need. Just shoot it more. Things happen when you put the puck on net. We've seen that. Like he has seen that. Remember when the the Flames, one of the other times where the Flames power play was struggling where, um, who was it against? I think it was, was it Seattle where he just grabbed the puck and threw it on goal and it went in. Like, um, yeah, it was through Grubauer. The, um, yeah, he just, like, he just gets the puck and just, like, turns and just spins and throws it on net almost before his brain could take over and be like, no, don't shoot, we don't do that. He just turned and fired and put the puck in the net. It's like, that should have been the breakthrough for him. You see, like, when you put that on net, things happen, right? Or rebounds happen. This team has gotten pretty good at scoring some of those ugly goals and getting some of those those rebound chances. Um, Just shoot. That's all they need you to do. The the fancy passes and stuff like that, that's going to open up the more you shoot. Um, Just provide the defense with something that they're not expecting every now and then. If you want to be pass first, fine, 70% of the time. But right now, it's like 99% of the time. And it's just, it is, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's stubborn. And like, no, I'm I am the playmaker. I'm going to get this back. I don't know what it is, but it needs to fucking cut it out because it is actively holding this team back. Um, I was thinking about it today, like how, because I I do think, um, they they were talking about it on the SDP. I I, must've been last week. Today's Monday. Um, They were talking about it on the SDP last week about how like getting Huberto figured out is the most important thing. And it's something I've talked about here for a, a little bit. He's not going anywhere. Right? Like, we can talk about different pieces that are getting traded. That dude is going nowhere. The buyout's insane. And there isn't a GM walking God's green earth that would take anything less than three first-round picks to take that contract on right now. And there's, like, one team in the league that could do it, just salary cap situation-wise. He ain't going nowhere. He need, like, they, they need to, if they want to trade him, they need to rehab him to the point where it would be ridiculous for them to trade him. Right? Like, it's just, it's not happening for for that sort of a thing. So you need to get that figured out. Wherever this team is going to go, he is going to be along for the ride. May as well be good, hey? So th- that is such an important thing for them to get figured out. It's why I've suggested um, trading for Anthony Duclair out in, in San Jose, he has played with him before. And the thing is right now, you're kind of running out of options for things to do because that the cadre line is figured. Right? Like, Pospisil gets a goal tonight. Zari had one the, the the other night. Kadri is engaged. He is rolling. He is playing um, the best hockey he's played since joining the Calgary Flames. Um, and that top line. Like, I, I find Lindholm to be relatively checked out for the most part. And then he swoops in uh, every now and then and c- makes a couple of good plays. But Sharon Govich is going. Um, the, the goal streak ends tonight. But Sharon Govich is going. And Man Japan, he's just kind of there. So, I, like, maybe you could try Huberto with Lindholm again and just be like, look. You two aren't doing a whole lot, so just don't do a lot amongst yourselves and then we'll get everything else going. And maybe you put Manjapani with Backlund and Coleman and hope that kind of sparks them again and maybe you get three lines, but your options are kind of thin for where you put Huberto to try to get him going. Everyone else, literally everyone else who has been put with Backlund and Coleman have all of a sudden had the best stretches of their, their career with the Flames. Like it just, it is... Almost undefeated. Death Taxes and Backlund and Coleman are star makers on this Flames team. And the fact that it's not working with Huberto is alarming. And I don't know how you get it back. Honestly, the probable answer to how you get it back is you don't. Um, And you just have to accept that you have spent $10.5 million on... average third-line player, right? Like, you, you've you spent um, $10.5 million on, with all due respect, Joe Colburn. That's basically what you have done. And you just, uh, you, you stomach it, and you move on. And you yell at Murray Edwards every day. Like, you just send him a reminder, hey, just so you know, uh, this is the cost per point that Hubert is putting up right now uh, because you wouldn't let us rebuild. This is what happens. Send. Just every day. Schedule that um, and, and just blast that every day, and let him know that this is what happens. Although, that trade does also bring you Mackenzie Weger, who is not far off being the Flames' best player right now. Um, I I think that is like priority one, two, three, is, is Jonathan Huberto. And I think he would help solve problem four. Uh, and that's the power play because it sucks again. Uh, Nick Alberga tweeted out, the Flames are 11 for, I think it's 97. It uh, might be 98 now, depending on when he, he sent that out. The Flames are 11 for almost 100 this season on the power play. It's dreadful. They they consistently get set up with about 30 seconds left on a power play. Like It, it is the first minute and a half May as well not even happen at all. Like just um do like the the Madden accelerated clock. Just like rolled that thing so we get to 30 seconds, we actually get this thing set up. It's abysmal. And they've tried a lot. Um I like I I I can't imagine Mark Savard, offensive um savant that he is, goes from being great, uh, with the power play in one spot, being great with the power play in another spot, great with the power play in this spot, and he comes to the flames and just forgot it all, right? Like, I just, I don't, I, I simply don't believe that, um, so I don't know if what he is, um, if what he is preaching isn't getting figured out, if it's just not clicking, if there's a confidence thing, um, I do think, like, they don't, I've talked about it before, they don't really have a zone entry guy. Like, they don't have a Johnny who can make a bunch of moves at the the blue line. They don't have a burner like Nathan McKinnon who can back the, the other team off at the blue line. So, entries are a major concern for this team. But, holy freaking hell, is it awful. Um, Karnvir Gill, and apologies if I'm saying that wrong. Um, in the chat, Monaghan has five power play goals this year, Flames have 11. Yeah. That's that's where that this team is at power play wise right now. You feel a hundred percent more confident when the team is shorthanded than when they they have a power play. Like it is brutal. Um, I yeah I, I it's. It's real bad right now, and uh, actively holding this team back. They were zero for five again on the night. Um, it, it was just it was it was dreadful. Just a couple other things that I, I thought needed uh, mention on the the negative side of things: the power play, um, the the power play struggles were one thing. I think even strength the The fourth line was great the other night. Uh, the fourth line kind of got caved in tonight. At least it felt like. I haven't looked at the the, the numbers yet, but just ye old eye test said that that fourth line. It, it felt like a lot of times when the uh, Panthers had the puck in the offensive zone, a ton. It was you look out there, it's like, oh yeah, there's Greer. Uh, <laughs> that was it, it was a bad night for the the fourth line, and they they weren't necessarily rolling. But that was just a, another one on the negative side that. I, I thought kind of needed to, to be pointed out there. But focusing on the positives, the Flames pick up a 3-1 win tonight. Um, and it's just, again, like, talking about the kids, man, the, the consistency is there with Zari with Pospisil. Sharon Govich was a little quiet tonight, um, but, but he kind of got the, the crash-bang-boom going. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's every night with, with one of the kids stepping up in a, a big-time way. Like, man, it would be so much more fun if Poirier was healthy right now down in the American Hockey League because he'd be up with this Flames team and I think he'd be having kind of a, a similar impact with this group right now, one more time, um, th- this is, I don't wanna say warning cause that sounds ominous, but this is a heads up to uh, send into the, um, send into the chat. Any of your presser questions right now are gonna be answering those shortly while uh, you are sending those in. I will remind you, uh, once you are done typing and pressing enter or hitting send or whatever you do, um, slide over, hit like, hit subscribe, um, share these videos with your friends and-, and help us continue to grow. I have a blast coming on chatting Flames hockey with you guys. Even when the Flames aren't very good, uh, I like chatting with all of you guys and would like to chat with more. So uh, let us know, um, or let everyone know, sending those out. While we're also waiting for a couple, and there's been some uh, messages in the chat already, I want to run this by people, because we are obviously entering a new era for the Calgary Flames, right? Like, there is, there are going to be big changes made, and a lot of the focus has been on the unrestricted free agents. I do wonder. He's been great this year, and I love him. And I'm not that this is not me trying to run anyone out of town. Um, I, I would take him on my hockey team in a second. I think he is absolutely the type of player you win with. Could there be a trade market for Blake Coleman? Uh he's got 10 goals this season now. That one was shorthanded. He's got at least a couple more shorthanded chances. I'm pretty sure he has another shorthanded goal in there. He has been so consistent and such a such a big help to this Flames team, and there have been times where, like last year, it was oh it's Backlund and Coleman, but it's Backlund. This year it's Backlund and Coleman, and it's Backlund and Coleman. Like Blake Coleman, I again think this is one of the best stretches that he has had a, as a Flame. And if you want to to keep him around to help mentor young kids, that's fine. But I wonder um because so much of this trade market is going to be rentals. I wonder if you kind of strike while the iron is hot um, and move him out. And I wonder if you can get actually a pretty decent return because you're getting a couple of, it's not just March, right? Like you are getting a couple of years of Blake Coleman. I wonder if that would be worth something on the the trade market. So I, he, he is someone who I would absolutely give some consideration to, to maybe moving. If you are going with the blow it up method. Uh toxic uh in the chat uh agreeing with me uh, I would trade Coleman in a heartbeat with the right move. Um Gill, I think the 3 seasons uh after this makes it hard unless we retain. I don't know if it does. Like I I think that it's three seasons, but it's not an unmanageable cap hit by any stretch. And he is someone, like, he checks a lot of boxes, right? He can he can score for you. Um, he is fine on his own end. He can kill penalties, as we saw tonight. You can trust him in end-of-game situations. He has been there before, which is something that these GMs really covet. Um, like, he has all of that like playoff experience. I think a lot of things. So, honestly, I think getting three seasons of, um, of Blake Coleman is actually a selling point and not a, well, we have to retain salary on this for, for three years. Um, I, I think it, it's beneficial. And I think because the, the flames were able to, uh, get out from, uh, Zadorov's contract without having to retain any of it, they do have the three retention spots available. I, I, I still think you use those three on the three unrestricted free agents who are moving on out, but, I wonder if you get a little bit creative and you flip a, a lower pick to a team to retain Coleman and then they technically send him to wherever um, and make a kind of a, a three team trade that way. But I just it's something that I have wondered for a little bit because I, I don't think that cap hit is all that much of an issue right now. And um the, the the chat there, you could probably pitch it to, to Lou Lamo. Like he he kind of fits the New York Islanders, right? Like he would be another one of those guys. But like I, I feel like he fills a need for a lot of teams that are looking for a little bit of sandpaper and stuff like that. Like cap wise, they could never do it, but he feels like he fits with the Leafs, right? Like he he feels like he would be one of those guys. Um Brady was talking after the, the Jets win that they need another forward. Now a, a lot of the talk was around centers. Um, but a Blake Coleman would fit in on the Jets. Yeah. Yesterday. like he fits everywhere and we're seeing that now with the flames because it doesn't matter who they put on that line they get better and I, I think that that is that that speaks to the versatility of blake coleman so if conroy wants a, a selling feature for blake coleman just the, these last couple of minutes just like clip and send that out like credit us um and while you're doing that like and subscribe connie if you haven't already but um that it just it, it's something that i have wondered here uh let's keep going into the chat here um, Conrad asking, is this stretch of power play, um, form worse than the Brouwer play? Oh, man. I think it might be. I think it might be. Like, this is getting into, is this stretch of power play the worst ever? Like, it's really, really bad right now. Now, they're o- they're only 28th percent, or 28th, sorry, in the National Hockey League, um, for power play percentage. So, it could get worse. But, yeah, it's, it's getting into all-time terrible, um all-time terrible uh, level here. Uh, which would, would a trade of Lindholm and Hannafin, both at 50% retained to San Jose for Duclair and Jan Riddle with some late round picks from San Jose. Could that help? Um, like it could, I, I don't think San Jose is in a position to take win now players, unless they then flip those guys right away for, for Lindholm and Hannafin. But I think they would lose some leverage in that because there no one would think that those guys, like San Jose would just keep them. Um, so I like where we're heads at trying to get a, a couple of pieces out of there, but I I don't think that that would be necessarily the case. Um, presser question. Murray Edwards was in the building for this win. Does this mean Hannafin and Lindholm get extended? Yeah, it, it win now team, man. Gotta gotta lock all these guys in. Um, Tanev, lock them in. Uh, Lindholm, lock it. Hannafin, bring it on down. Trade Dustin Wolf um, and move him for Adam Lowry. Um, like, just you know, like, yes, it, it, it fully win now. But I mean, hey. Talk about big celebrities at Flames games. Last game, it's Tate McRae. This game, Murray Edwards. My word, what have we done to become so, so lucky out here in Calgary? Um, uh, His no trade uh, kicks in next season, so now would be the time for that move if they wanted to make it. And I, I think they would... I think they would give him a heads up. Like, I I don't think he would be blindsided by any type of move. I think they would be like, hey, would you be cool with this? And where would you be cool going? Like, I I don't think it would be an official no trade clause. But I I think they would kind of help him out and and try to give him a, a soft landing spot right now. Um I think we need to get Lindholm off of the team then sort out Huberto they have showed negative chemistry uh for two seasons now. Yeah that that was just a suggestion earlier that maybe you just put Huberto and Lindholm together and just like hope that the two hope quite frankly hope the two wrongs make a right and, and hope that maybe a Sharon Govich gets them going in the the right direction. Um but yeah no like I I think probably you kind of just keep things the same and hope that Backlund and Coleman can eventually work their magic and make Huberto get going um some stranger asked how did huberto do he was eh tonight like i i don't think he did a whole lot to to actively hold this team back but i don't think he contributed to winning all that much this evening uh, da, 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 da. what else do we have here uh the fact that the owner being at the game is news here is such a bad look for uh for CSEC I I don't know how uncommon it is quite frankly um like it's it should be more than like once or twice a year but like there are not everyone is Mark Cuban right like not everyone is Steve Ballmer um sitting courtside like there are like I there are a lot of complaints I could have about Murray Edwards um a lack of Murray Edwards isn't one of them though so like yeah no it's it's not great that it's like oh my god he came to his one game a year um like you'd you'd like it for a little bit more than that but I don't I don't know if I need it around for much more than that to be perfectly honest with you but to uh, to to each their own uh, all right I think we're gonna call it here Flames win three one over the Florida Panthers the next time Game Over comes at you is after the next Flames game. They are back at it Thursday against the Ducks of Anaheim. Adi is going to have things uh, covered for you for the next couple of games. Uh, I will be back after uh, the, the, the brief holiday break. We will see if all of these players are still on the Calgary Flames and if the team is still rolling. So, um... One more time, uh, I have a blast chatting with all of you. Thank you guys so much. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. uh, Yeah, hit subscribe. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to see all of you till after the holidays. Um, So whatever you celebrate this time of year, I hope it is merry or happy or just awesome. Um, You guys are great. We'll talk to you all later. I'm out. Bye.